Hey guys, hope you are all really well. So what I want to do is talk to you tonight a little bit about when you face those moments of, oh no, something's happened, there's a bump in the road, I've had a weekend away, I haven't prepped my meals, I'm, I'm just feeling a little bit tired, I'm feeling sort of a bit lethargic, stressed, something in life happens, Ofsted pop around, we had a few people with Ofsted last week, they don't seem to be letting up anytime soon. Um, you know, something jumps up and, and sort of interrupts your path, right? When you have those moments. And I want to talk you through what we can do about that. And it's something called the five R's. And it's quite difficult to remember. So if you are watching and you do hit those moments and you do want something to put in place, grab yourself a notepad and pen because I'm going to talk you through all of this. Final time I'll say, if you have a question, please make sure you write it in the comments now so I don't miss you. So there's been a bit of a bump in the road and there's a few things that first of all, instantly, as soon as we hit a bump in the road, we feel our mindset has been shaken. Some things that we need to remind ourselves of. Number one, we have a negativity bias, an inbuilt negativity bias. That is why you are hardwired to look for the negatives in life and not the positives. You are not there to look for the silver linings. You are there to look at the big old dark rain cloud. Okay, That's what your brain is wired to do. So as soon as you see a negative in a situation, remind yourself of, okay, this is what I'm wired to do. Is there a silver lining? Is there a lesson to be learned? Is there something I'm going to get from it? And that's quite hard to do in the moment, but just challenge yourself to do that. The second thing to remember is that there is a confirmation bias. And there's loads of notes on my screen because there's a lot for me to say on this point. You don't need to read them all. Don't worry, I'll talk you through them. But the confirmation bias is the brain's sort of mechanism for basically telling you that you are right. This is why we all think we are what, are, what we think is the right way to do things. Your confirmation bias will give you the evidence that your current belief system is correct. So if you're having a really, really crappy day, your brain is going to keep pointing out all the things that make that day crappy. But what you've got to remember is that you've got two choices, right? When something happens in life, you can either hold on to that hot piece of coal and, you know, squeeze it and hope it's burning somebody else or hope it's getting revenge on someone and hope someone else is hurting from it. And basically, you know, you're the only one that's being hurt from that. Or you can let it go and you can move on. There's literally two choices. When something comes up, you can hold on to it and basically take the weight on it of it yourself and you're the only person being affected, or you can let it go. That's the, the first thing I want to say. We need to remember as well that we don't guilt ourselves into growth. We can't shame ourselves into change. Beating ourselves up isn't going to help you in any way. When something's gone wrong and something hasn't gone to plan, it's been. It's already in the past. I can't remember what Rafiki says in The Lion King, but you know, yes, the past is is in the past, but it can still come back and it can still hurt you sometimes, right? It was something along those lines. But just remember, it's done now. There's nothing you can do about it. You can either, same thing, you can sit with it and wallow, and sometimes we need to do that for a little while. Hey, Ali, hope you're doing really well. Or you can move on from it. Those are your two choices. And you can take something from it, make it a positive and be better for it. Or you can just sit and sit, feel sorry for yourself. Again, of course, there's a time or place to sit with our emotions, but at the end of the day, you've got to pull yourself out of that pit at some point, right? We've also got this teacher tendency to be really critical of ourselves. We are the worst at being overly critical, overly analytical, and very, very objective and cold to, to ourselves, right? We don't really allow ourselves to be kind and compassionate. We tend to beat ourselves up. Something else that plays into this is this, you know, part these past lived experiences that you've experienced. The time things haven't gone wrong, the time that you might have failed a diet, failed a diet, things that you've tried before that just haven't gone to plan. 
when something crops up and you do have a bump in the road, your brain isn't going to think of all the, the successes you've had over the last few months. It's going to draw all your attention and your focus back to the time that that thing didn't go right. And you've got to remind yourself of all of these points. One thing I'll say, and you all have bumps in your journey, and even you know some of you are joining us this month, and okay, you might have not have faced it yet, but you're going to have a bump. There'll be something that happens along the way because that's life. Life isn't this. Your journey is going to be a big old messy thing, big old messy path. But as long as it's moving in the right direction over time, that's what matters. There will be a bump in the path. If you've experienced one of these bumps, you'll know what I'm talking about. And you know already that it's not as bad afterwards as it seems in the moment. Things are never as bad as as, as, as you feel. My golden rule, and I try to apply this with as many areas of my life as possible, if it's not going to matter in five weeks, don't worry about it for longer than five minutes. Because most things in life don't matter after a month or two. They don't. We forget about them. We move on. But these same things can feel like an absolute disaster in, in our minds, right? Being specific with your diet and uh, training and, and movement for a second. So many people will have a biscuit, a cake, a pastry. Um, it might be something a bit bigger. It might be a takeaway. It might be some ice cream. You might sort of go really hard on the share bag of you know chocolate buttons or something on a Friday night. So many people will see that one event and they will be so wrapped up in it and feeling so much guilt that they then actually miss the wood for the trees and they write off the next two, three, four, five, six, seven days. And actually what was once a share bag of chocolate buttons becomes a week of throwing caution to the wind, I don't think that's the right phrase, throwing, you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak, really sort of going all at it. And basically what we do is we subconsciously use it as an excuse to go, actually, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna sack it all off for a little while. Usually this is because people have been over restrictive, it's because people don't have a little bit of what they enjoy. But a lot of the time it's because they're beating themselves up and they've still got a black and white all or nothing mindset. Around their food, they're still thinking that, oh, if I have one biscuit, I'm off track. Or if I have one takeaway, my diet is blown, completely blown. You need to zoom out and look at the week as a whole. As we always say, one meal, if you have three meals a day, one meal is 5% of your week. Are you really going to throw a whole week away for 5%? You've got, got to think about it this way. We've got to zoom out and look at you being the average of your actions, not the sum of one day. And I can promise you, once you get to this place where you can have a takeaway, think, that was very nice. Okay, I'm gonna have a big glass of water because that was quite salty and I'm quite thirsty. I'm gonna go to bed now. Wake up in the morning. Okay, new day. Let's let's crack on. Back to normal. If you can get to the place where you can have a takeaway and it not ruin your week, you will have food freedom and you will feel so much lighter that you're not constantly worried about what you've just eaten. I can promise you that. So, what are we gonna do? Before we move on, I want to share a quote as I always do. There's no good, it's no good rowing harder if the boat is headed in the wrong direction. If you've got the wrong mindset around your food, around exercise, whatever it is, more isn't going to be more. More is going to be less. You're going to detract from the positivity of the progress you're making. Just because you're going hell for leather and you're throwing, you know, throwing the kitchen sink at it, got all the analogies today, um, throwing the kitchen sink at it, doesn't mean it's going to be better. You're probably going to be worse off by going harder if you're going in the wrong direction. So tonight is about us realizing that sometimes these things will happen and we just need to realign and start putting our boat back in the right direction. So you hit a bump in the road, what are you gonna do? Here are my five R's. When something really, you know, something quite, what's the word? I was gonna say destructive to your health and well-being goals, but that's a bit dramatic. Something quite detrimental that we then start to allow to sort of 
grow and snowball into something that's you know quite negative over time. When something happens, we hit a bump in the road, we want to use the five R's to get us back from there, back on track, from, from the thing that's wrong to back on track. And my five R's are these. Realize what's going on at the moment, reaffirm, realign, respond, and reflect. And some of them are really, really straightforward. <clears throat> and grab a notepad and pen for me jot these down. Some of these are really straightforward. Some of these are a little bit more difficult. Okay. So I'm going to sort of go through these one by one in a lot of detail. So number one, realize something's happened. Okay. Ask yourself some of these questions. It might be good to take a screenshot or a photo of these. Realize something's happened. Where am I now? What has actually happened? And not what do I feel about what has happened, but actually facts on paper. What is the situation? What has gone wrong or what has, you know, what's happened over the last 24 hours? What's the impact of this? You know, having a takeaway, you cannot say that the takeaway has ruined your diet because it absolutely has not. Okay. Remember, you're not on a diet. You have a diet and we're just making it slightly more optimal. You cannot say that one meal has ruined the diet. You cannot say that one hangover has ruined your your health and fitness for the, for, the, for the foreseeable future. You can't say that. So when you zoom out and you objectively strip away the emotion and say, okay, what's actually happened? Why did this happen? What is happening to me? What is happening for me? You get rid of the emotion, you get the bare bones, you get the facts. And this alone is enough to make you go, oh, hang on a minute. It's actually not that bad. And my, my negativity bias is blowing this out of proportion. Actually, I can just go to bed now, wake up and it's a new day and the world hasn't ended. That is going to be really, really powerful. Just asking yourself this realized question. How did I react? Did I really deal with the situation that positively? Again, this could be even to do with colleagues and well-being and culture at school. You know, you might have a bit of a blow up with a colleague as we, we do sometimes from time to time. Things might get heated. That's fine. But asking yourself these questions can, can really help then. Thinking forward. Hey, Georgina, thinking forward to, to U2.0 then. How would U2.0 react? Fast forward 12 months into the future. How would that best version of me react to this situation? Would they give up or would they realize that actually, hang on a minute, this is one out of 21 mils. I'm fine. I'm just going to zoom out. I'm going to look at my week on average. How would that version of you react? Really, really important to check in and ask that question. If you think like the person that you're trying to become, you will bring that person to, to life. You'll bring that person to your present self. If you're always saying, oh, that's future self, that's that's me in a year's time, you're constantly putting that version of yourself off. Try being that person right now. So that's realize, realizing the situation and what has happened. Then reaffirm, go back to it and reaffirm your goals. What actually am I trying to achieve right now? Is the thing that just happened that detrimental for my goals or is my brain blowing this out of proportion? Is my negativity bias making a mountain out of a molehill? Because most of the time it is if you zoom out and look at the week and the month as a whole. Do my current actions support the goals that I have right now? Are my current actions in line with where I want to get to? Because if we're being brutally honest with ourselves, we know who you know, when you do your check-ins, when we, I don't know, hey, Georgina, no worries at all. It, you know, I don't know, when we jump on the scale, for example, if it's gone up from a month ago, we know that the output isn't going to lie to you, right? The output comes from the input. Whatever the result is you've got over that last month, we, I, I can backtrack and I can tell exactly what's been going on on the front end because the input equals the output, doesn't it? It's literally in equals out. There's a few things that affect it, but we know that actually we can't run away from our actions and our behaviors and our habits. We're always going to get the result, for better or for worse, we're going to get the result at the end of it. Now, this one might sort of um, 
might not be what you're expecting, but it's a really important question to ask yourself. What is important to me right now? Was hitting my calories and being in a calorie deficit most important to me? Or was it spending time with my family and having, you know, a lambuna and a couple of couple of pints of beer? Was that was that the most important thing to me? And then we've got to go back to those different spectrums of health. I've got my mental health, my emotional, financial, physical, social, cultural, uh, spiritual, sorry, or, you know, societal, family and stuff, a community sort, community sort of thing. You've got these different sort of types of health. And sometimes your goal might be less optimal for, say, hitting your calories, but it might be more optimal for your social and emotional health. So you've got to ask, what's right? What's most important for my health right now? Because you are not just, you know, you, you know who me, you are never, ever the number on the scale full stop, but you're not just your physical, overall physical health goals. You are also the whole picture. It's every single part of your health. Where do I want to be in the future? What do I want to achieve in the future? And just we're here, we're just checking, are my current actions in line with my current goals? They might be, they might not be, and that's okay. We're not judging ourselves, we're just checking in. Where do I want to be in a month's time? If I keep doing what I'm doing, am I going to get to where I want to be? There's the phrase, isn't there? Tell me what you do every day and I'll tell you where you'll be in a year. If someone snoozes their alarm, if someone never preps breakfast, if someone doesn't plan on the weekend, if someone gets in and watches Netflix every night, doesn't go out for a walk on the weekend, you know where that person's health is going to be in a year's time. Tell me what you do every day and I'll tell you where you'll be in a year. Another lovely quote that I really like, we can't become what we want by remaining what we are. And sometimes that's quite a bitter pill to swallow. You know, sometimes we sort of kind of want to keep doing what we're doing. And we're like, yeah, I do. I want to get that thing over here and I want to be that person, but also I kind of love Doritos and just watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine for six hours a day. And that's, that's, a, that's a personal ex- uh, example, right? You can't have both. Something has to change. If nothing changes, nothing changes. That's the brutal, honest truth, right? We can't escape that. If I was to sit here and go, oh, it's, it's, it's okay, you know, you, you can you can make these choices and, and that's fine and tell you that you're still going to get to where you want to be by, you know, without changing anything, I would be an absolutely crap coach because I would just be lying, barefaced lying to you. You're not going to get to your goals unless something changes. Now, you don't need to change as much as you think you do. You just need to change it for longer than you think you do. You don't need to overhaul your lifestyle, but you've got to change something. Now, for some of you, you might be thinking, oh, I don't want to listen to this tonight. You know, I, I, I just want to sort of, you know, get on with it. I don't want to face the fact that, that I actually need to change something. And I know how you feel because I have been there many times myself. But I need to be honest with you. If you don't change what you're doing on a daily basis, you're never going to get to the outcome that you want. That's that's just the, the, the bottom line. So it's something that we need to face. It's a harsh reality, but it, it but it is the reality. Okay. So once we've realized and we've reaffirmed, we now need to realign. So we want to be thinking a little bit more in depth about our goals, how aligned to our current goals are our current actions. But we want to go a little bit more in depth with this. And we want to start thinking about the next step when we realign. So we've reaffirmed what our goals are. Now we need to realign the goals to the current actions. Okay. So what actions could you take from this point onwards to support you? And try using some of these sort of sentence stems. I want to do this. I could maybe do this. I can do this. So we're not using the words should. We're not using the words must. We're giving you options and we're putting you back in control. Because what this does, it gives you three or four different things that you could do now. And you can choose which one best suits you. Okay. So it's really important that we have 
options, we're in control and we don't feel like we're shaming ourselves, we don't feel like we're guilting ourselves to taking the next step. This is about putting you back in the driver's seat. So we've realigned our goals. And then finally, we want to respond. We want to actually go and do something, right? We want to get get uh, you know get off the sofa and take take a next step. So we need action. We need to get up. We need to go do something. And what I'd recommend is when you do feel like you've been misaligned or you feel like you've hit a bump in the road, go and do the smallest possible thing that you can. The tiniest action. Get to bed fifteen minutes earlier. Write down how you're feeling. Practice free gratitude whilst you brush your teeth. Talk to someone at home about how you're feeling. Call a friend. Um, drink an extra glass of water. Do some stretches when you when your kettle's boiling in the morning. Okay. Do some press ups. Do some air squats. Open the back door. Go out for a breath of fresh air. None of these things are going to transform your health and well being. But what they will do is prove to you that you are in control and you can take action. And you'll start to snowball these habits over time. You are not going to go from naught to sixty. You're not going to go from a day that feels like a bit of a you know a bit of a disaster to the most perfect day in the world. And if you do, you're likely to yo-yo back again the next day. Just focus on building up in tiny, tiny increments because that is what you're going to be able to do whilst being kind to yourself, but also making a little bit of progress along the way. Okay, so we respond. Think about it as rebuilding momentum. I am ready to go and do X, Y, Z. I am going to go and do X, Y, Z. Tomorrow, I will. Now, right this moment, I will. And you might feel a bit mad doing it, but say these things out loud. Talk to yourself in your mind. I listened to a really interesting podcast with a guy called called Mo Gordat, and he talks to his brain. So he calls his brain Becky, okay? And he knows that his brain isn't always on side with what he wants to do long-term. And he knows that his health and happiness is over here, and sometimes his brain wants to go over here. And he knows that the short-term gratification, the instant gratification, he knows the chimp part of the brain, that sort of uh, very emotional part of the brain, is going to sometimes want to pull him towards the instant dopamine of food and, you know, um, sitting and and avoiding discomfort and, you know, not going for a walk and and sitting and watching TV and all these different things. He knows that. So he separates his, his consciousness from his brain. So he'll have a conversation. For example, he'll wake up in the morning and his brain will go, Hibeki will say to him, go on, just, just snooze, just another 10 minutes, go on. Yes, you won't be able to go for a walk, you'll be rushing around, you'll probably forget your breakfast, but go on, you know, just snooze, it's nice, it's cosy, you're okay, you can put it off for 10 minutes. And he will have a conversation with his brain of, no, actually, I know what I need to do to get over here with my health and well-being. I know that this is the right thing to do. And he has this inner dialogue with himself, which sounds a bit mad, um, but apparently it's, it's quite quite useful. So try doing that. Try talking to yourself about it. One final thing that I want to say before we get to the last slide, guys, is some a little technique I've heard of recently, which is asking yourself the question. They did this really interesting study where they got people to ask themselves when they didn't fancy doing something, and I'll summarize it, but when they didn't fancy doing something that they knew they, sh- they, they would benefit from, with their health and well-being they'd get them to ask themselves the question about it and they did this through a tick box or through ticking um, on a screen or, or, or acknowledging on the screen they weren't allowed to justify so i'll give you an example in a, minute, in a minute and you'll see what i mean but they weren't allowed to justify they weren't allowed to reason they just had to say yes or no just binary choice yes no so it will be things like it's raining outside it's dark they didn't really want to go for a walk but they had to go for a walk, for example, and they had to check in and they had to say, you know, on a piece of paper, are you going for a walk? And they had to either tick yes or no. So they had to consciously acknowledge the fact that they were choosing, because that's what you do, whether you go or not, it's still a choice. 
actively, consciously choosing to go against the goals, to go against what they really wanted long term. And the simple fact of not being able to justify, not saying no, but it's raining and it's cold and I promise I'll go tomorrow and then you don't go tomorrow. You know, they couldn't justify. They just had to say yes or no. And just the fact that they had to acknowledge that themselves and they, they were confronted with their decision made them most of the time say actually no I, you know you know what I will go tick the yes box and off they go I think it was the gym they, they use I can't can't remember but it's a really interesting study and really 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 fascinating I'll have to share it in the group at some point do that with yourself if you're struggling I don't know to go down the gym in the evening or to get a little workout in or a walk in or you're struggling you know it's half nine you know you need to kind of prep your breakfast but you kind of don't really want to you just want to go to bed you know you're really knackered ask yourself the question are you going to prep your breakfast? And you have to say aloud either yes or no. Just by saying, no, I'm not going to prep my breakfast. Remember, you can't justify, no, I'm not going to prep my breakfast. You are then acknowledging the fact that you are making the conscious choice not to do something that you know is in line with where you want to go. And just that can, can sometimes really, really help. It's the, fa- it's the fact that you are being faced with the truth. Because actually, if you don't have that dialogue, your evening routine normally in your set identity your evening routine is you know um hey johnny hope you're doing well bud your evening routine is something along the lines of okay i'm having my dinner i'm washing up and i'm going to bed so you know in the back of your mind that you'd said to yourself that you were going to go and prep your 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 breakfast for tomorrow but actually if you just go to bed nothing's changed do you see what i mean you're going back to those old habits those old habit loops you aren't you're not consciously acknowledging the fact that okay, I'm doing the opposite of what I, what I know I need to do. So you're going against yourself. But because you're not saying it out loud, you're, you're not acknowledging it. You're just doing the usual. So it just feels normal. It doesn't feel like you're doing anything wrong. But by asking yourself the question out loud, you're consciously acknowledging the fact that you are doing the opposite of what you know you'd benefit from. Found that really interesting. Final one then from me tonight, guys, is the final R of the five R's, and that is reflect. So we've realized, we've reaffirmed, we've realigned, we've responded, and now we're going to reflect. So this is once you've sort of, you know, got yourself back into the flow of your habits. You've had a day where you've, you know, woken up, you had a really big glass of water, you've, you know, had your breakfast, you've gone for a morning walk or whatever it is that you're, you're working on that day, okay, with your health and well-being. You maybe have 15 minutes for you, whatever it is. At the end of that day, you can sit down and you can sort of reflect. You don't need to write this down, you can just think through it in your mind. Okay, so how did that go? This evening, I did go and do this thing. This morning, I did. I went and I did this thing. One thing that worked really, really well today was the fact that I, again, prepped my breakfast the night before. One thing that I could tweak and maybe improve a little bit is that I could leave my bottle out in front of the kettle so I know that when I have my cup of coffee, before that, I actually have a whole bottle of water to rehydrate first thing in the morning something you know something like that i can support this by leaving a filled bottle of water in front of the kettle so it's straight away and blocking my path to my usual habit i'm interrupting that habit loop and tagging on this new you know stacking on this new habit of drinking water it might be that i leave my trainers by the door i make sure that i put my gym bag in the car on the passenger seat the night before instead of trying to remember it in the morning you can apply this to 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 hundreds of different scenarios. But what can I do to improve this situation? Finally, I could support this by, again, you can you can add some more um, things into that. And then a really important one, I am proud of. What has gone well with making this change? So those are the five R's, guys. 
I find them really useful. Um, I can share this with you if you want sort of some questions and some prompts for when you hit those bumps in the road, things feel really, really difficult and you know that, okay, actually, I, I do want to sort of go back to, some, to, to, to the drawing board a little bit, realize where I am, reflect, get myself a little bit sort of more focused on what I want to be doing and then moving forward with it. So it's something that can be really, really useful for that. So hopefully that was really, really useful and you can take that away with you.